Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time once again for a practice watch along on the YouTube and podcast homes for BamaOnline.com. Travis Schreier, senior analyst for BOL, this time on a Tuesday night of Ole Miss week. The Crimson Tide preparing for its 2023 SEC opener set to be played at Bryant-Denny Stadium Saturday afternoon at 2.30 Central. The game, of course, going to air on CBS. Hey, let's get you going with some practice footage from both Monday and Tuesday. Of course, the footage provided by the University of Alabama. We don't have extensive footage for you this week. We have, well, somewhere near three minutes, but we got some different areas of this Alabama football team that we'll discuss, certainly quarterback paramount among those positions, but some other areas as well looking to take another step, especially with conference play getting underway. Lane Kiffin figures to bring a formidable offense to Tuscaloosa, as is typically the case. Pete Golding in his first year as the Rebels defensive coordinator, fresh from an extensive stint at the University of Alabama. Some improvements being made on that side of the ball for Ole Miss as well. So let's get the tape rolling, and we'll start with Monday's practice, a shells practice at Alabama, and we get going here with the wide receivers. And there's Ja'Cory Brooks, still in search of his first reception of the 2023 season. I know, that just sounds crazy, right? Given the production that you saw from Ja'Cory a year ago. Obviously had some issues going into that season opener against Middle Tennessee. Was targeted a few times against the Blue Raiders. Not so much against Texas or even last week in Alabama's win over South Florida, but a guy who did some good things against Ole Miss over in Oxford a year ago. In fact, we'll see one of his running mates. There he is, Jermaine Burton, working through some drills on Monday. Both Burton and Brooks caught touchdown passes in that win over Ole Miss last season. So, you know, we're getting to the point where we're wondering a little bit, A, is Alabama going to have a 100-yard receiver in a game this season? And B, if it does, who would you take right now? Who would be your pick as the breakout guy for a 100-yard game? It might be a guy that we check in with a little bit later in the footage as we shift to tight ends here from Monday's practice. You saw Danny Lewis. Here's Amore Nyblack. And, of course, uh, with everything he's been as a target in the passing game, especially in the Middle Tennessee and Texas games, Still a little bit of a work in progress from a blocking perspective. I think you could say that for the position as a whole. There were instances against South Florida where you had different guys not quite getting the job done, but still Amari figures to be very much in that mix among those top three guys to go along with one of those guys right there, Robbie Oots, that we saw extensively in the second half. And this guy too, C.J. Dupree. We saw a lot of that pairing especially in the second half against the Bulls. They were effective. Of course, Dupree, with Alabama's only reception of more than 15 yards in the game down in Tampa. So he looks to build on that performance as well. We get into some defensive line work here, and here is Tim Keenan 
working with Tim Smith, it appears. And, you know, we didn't really talk about this with Tim Smith, but the guy had nine tackles against South Florida. So uh, some kudos due there for the veteran defensive lineman. It was kind of a homecoming game for Tim Smith when you think about where he hails from and where he played his high school football. So that was good to see a very active Tim Smith in that game against USF. And, you know, this week you think about Ole Miss, you think about Lane Kiffin, and you want to talk about the passing game or certainly quarterback play first and foremost. But as we've seen in recent years, Lane likes to run the football. It wasn't just a Derrick Henry thing at Alabama in 2015. Quinshot and Judkins coming back as one of the very best running backs in the SEC. Been a little bit of a slowish start for Judkins. And he also got beat up, bruised up a little bit in the Rebels went over Tulane a couple weeks ago. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Is he still a little bit tender through that midsection? We saw for Ole Miss last weekend, Ulysses Bentley, previously of SMU. And man, when you talk about this Ole Miss offense, especially really across the, the roster for Ole Miss for Lane in recent years, but transfer heavy, whether you're talking quarterback, whether you're talking wide receiver, uh, whether you're talking the running back position with Bentley, tight end, just about all those boxes are checked with transfers for the Ole Miss offense. So a challenge for the old Alabama defensive line this week that will start with the run game. There you see James Smith, the true freshman, saw him with a big play against USF last weekend, the fumble recovery after Dallas Turner had the strip sack. So, you know, James Smith, too, looks like a guy that has put on considerable size going back to what we saw from him anyway in the spring game in April he looked like a guy who needed to add some bulk and some strength and to be able to hold up and do the different things Alabama asks of its defensive linemen and it appears as if he's done some of that in the weight room hey speaking of some good news and speaking of Mississippi how about Jaheim Otis on the practice field Monday here in the footage after missing the South Florida game Looks like Otis uh, taking part pretty much free and easy there, working those defensive line drills in Monday's practice. And then we shift into some offensive line work as we stop it here, and we see Caden Proctor, the true freshman. A lot has been said about Caden Proctor here in the last couple of weeks. You talk about baptisms by fire. Uh, it has been that for Proctor in some ways. He hasn't been alone in his struggles. We've tried to point that out. Again, whether it's been various spots on the offensive line, whether it's been tight ends, running backs, uh, there are areas, even wide receivers, where across the board on this offense, Alabama can do better in its blocking assignments. But Proctor on Monday, and that's Terrence Ferguson, it looks like, still at the left guard position. Now we know Tyler Booker sat out the South Florida game with back spasms. He has made some comments since that indicate that he should be good to go this week. But based on this footage anyway, it was Ferguson. There he is. There's Terrence working at that left guard position. You see Olas Alinen giving those first couple of guys a look over there on the left side. So will it be Ferguson? Will it be Booker? Those are things we should find out more about here as we move through the week. There you saw Elijah Pritchett providing depth at the left tackle position. This is an interesting clip because you look at it initially and you think, wow, is that is that J.C. Latham working at left tackle? I don't think it is. I think that's J.C. working on sort of a scoop technique from the right tackle position 
trying to get across that defender's face there because we see Darian Dahlcourt doing essentially the same thing in this clip, working from what we presume to be the right guard position. And it's an Ole Miss defense this week. There's Jaden Roberts, depth provider there at right guard. It's an Ole Miss defense that, yes, Ole Miss gave up 167 rushing yards to Georgia Tech last week, but Tech still averaged less than four yards per carry. Did have one rushing touchdown. So Ole Miss comes into this game giving up less than three yards per carry. So if you're thinking this is sort of another opportunity to get right in the run game, and Alabama did that in a lot of ways in the second half with an emphasis on the fourth quarter at USF, I don't know if I would just take it for granted that it's going to be as easy as that because Golding has that group playing pretty well. And again, Alabama has certainly been anything but consistent, although that performance by Roy Dell Williams in the second half down in Tampa, that has to help the confidence of this group. It felt like it looked like just watching the play there in the latter stages of that game against USF, that that offensive line appeared rejuvenated. Like, finally, we're getting the game put on our shoulders and we're going to do something about it. And Roydell was very, very productive, as we know, down the stretch of that game. There's Miles McVeigh working in support of J.C. Latham on the right side. And so now we move into Tuesday's full pad practice. And we got some defensive back work here. Kool-Aid McKinstry up first. And, you know, no Malik Heath, who really had a big game against Alabama last year. 123 receiving yards for the Rebels. No Jonathan Mingo. He's with Bryce Young now in the Carolina Panthers. So you figure you'll catch a little bit of a break this time around with these Ole Miss wide receivers. But again, Lane has done a nice job of mining the portal. Now, Trey Harris, through two games, was playing at an exceptionally high level for Jackson Dark, the Ole Miss starting quarterback. He had an injury like Judkins against Tulane. He did not play against Georgia Tech, but... On Monday, we heard from Lane Kiffin, and Lane Kiffin indicated that Harris had returned to practice. So I'm sure Alabama is preparing this week as if if they will see Harris, who had five touchdown catches in about his first five quarters of work this season. And, And look, Ole Miss has got other guys. They've got Jordan Watkins. They've got Dayton Wade. Uh, They've got a very good tight end in Michael Trigg, who came over from Southern California with Jackson Dart. And also there's talk that Ole Miss may get Caden Prescorn this week, the Memphis transfer at the tight end position, 6'5", 255 pounds. So uh, we'll see how the health works out for some of these guys for Ole Miss. But there you see Kool-Aid working the technique in those cornerback drills. And if you'll watch these drills, it looks like the corners are keen, that right shoulder of the receiver. Watch when they when they see that head and that right shoulder open up, that's when you see the defensive back turn his head. And there is a lot to this. You're trying to maintain phase with the receiver, but then you're also trying to get your head around at the moment of truth, and that's what they're working on here. There's Trey Amos. Uh, I think it's going to be – it'll be a big nickel week, but I don't know how much dime it will be for Alabama because Lane will keep you in that nickel and try to run the football at you, even on third down. And you you have to play a guy like Michael Trigg almost as another wide receiver. So 
that puts you a little bit in conflict in 11 personnel when Trigg's out there because do you play nickel? Do you play dime? Do you try to get a better coverage matchup against Michael Trigg? It'll be the game within the game, as they like to say this week, with Lane Kiffin, Kevin Steele, and the rest of that Alabama defensive staff. There we see Des Ricks, the true freshman, doing some things here in Tuesday's practice. Ricks looks like he's already added a little bulk, too. That was one of the things you noticed about him, and you kind of knew that was going to be uh, a to-do list item for him, for sure, coming in as a reclassifier and an early enrollee. Uh, looks like he's doing some good things on that front. Here's Amos now. A little different technique. The receiver is taking it up the sideline more on a deep ball, and so you maintain phase a little bit longer, and then you get the head around. There's Antonio Kite in that mix, in that fourth, fifth corner range uh, as a second-year player. And here's something that's good to see at the 143 mark of this video. Jihad Campbell here looking pretty dynamic with the movement, moving well. And so that lends optimism in terms of how not just available he is this week, but will we see more of the guy that we saw back in the spring before the injury that kind of threw him off for the start of the season? Perhaps that's the case for Jihad Campbell this week. And again, we get back to wide receivers and quarterbacks in Tuesday's practice. Some more good news here because there's Kendrick Law who missed the USF game due to illness. Law looking no worse for wear there. And there is your starting quarterback for the Alabama Crimson Tide, as Nick Saban announced on Monday. Jalen Milrow working with his receivers on Tuesday, trying to look right before coming back left. And maybe it's that guy. Now, I was talking about it earlier. Does Alabama have a 100-yard receiver for a game coming up here? And if I was going to make a pick right now, I'd probably go with Isaiah Bond simply because he doesn't need um, – eight, nine, 10 catches to get there. Isaiah Bond with his explosiveness, he could do it in four or five. And there's Ty Simpson. You know, I would think even though he's not the starter coming out of USF, that performance had to do some good things for his confidence first and foremost, and also the confidence of his coaching staff that if you need him, you can put him in there and have some success. He took care of the football. Uh, he made some nice throws, especially the, the pass up the middle to C.J. Dupree there in the second half. He had a keep where he held on to the football. You know, he had the one pass. We talked about Robbie Oots earlier, and I, I don't know if uh, – I talked about this on second watch, but, man, the catch that Oots made down around the one, inside the five on a first and goal, and nearly scored on it. But just to catch the football on what should have been an easy throw and catch – was a big play because, again, I'm not sure Alabama gets into the end zone there if Oots doesn't make that grab. But here's Simpson working on Tuesday, throwing the comeback to Kendrick Law, who, by the way, good to see Kendrick Law back for special teams purposes as well. Although, you know, Terry and Arnold made a little bit of a statement, didn't he, with that 100-yard kickoff return that, well, it went for naught because of a penalty, but uh, it was still impressive nonetheless. Here's a guy that's interesting too, Danny Lewis at the tight end position, because we saw Lewis a good bit in that opener against Middle Tennessee. Last two games, not so much. It's been mostly Amari Nyblak. 
it's been Robbie Oot, CJ Dupree as pretty much the top three guys in that rotation. So perhaps we see Danny Lewis here again in the not too distant future. So a lot to consider as Alabama prepares for this SEC opener. As we told you, it's an Ole Miss offense. Jackson Dart averaging 12 and a half yards per pass attempt, not 12 and a half yards per completion, but 12 and a half per attempt. He's thrown seven touchdown passes with just one interception. He has capable guys on the outside, especially if Harris is back and able to go. If they get Priscorn back at the tight end position to go along with Trigg, that's additional matchup issues that you're having to consider. But for Alabama, the game has to be played at the line of scrimmage, has to be won at the line of scrimmage. Ole Miss, a solid offensive line, returned multiple starters from a quality group from a year ago. Alabama's interior defenders, especially if Otis is back and ready to go, don't have to rack up the tackles for loss, but certainly need to help put in position inside linebackers, edge guys like Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell. Need similar production from the edge guys and the linebackers once again this week. And then offensively, the sooner you can get that run game going, the better, as we've seen the last couple of years. In Oxford a year ago, Jace McClellan was big, especially in the second half of that comeback win for the Crimson Tide. Two years ago in Tuscaloosa, 200-plus rushing yards for an Alabama run game led by Brian Robinson. Four rushing touchdowns, and just as importantly, Alabama controlled the clock, controlled time of possession and opportunities for the Ole Miss offense in that one. Now, from a health perspective, obviously, like everyone else, we'll continue to monitor the situations involving Otis and, as we saw, Kendrick Law and also Tyler Booker. In this video, we saw two of those three. We saw Otis and we saw Law, so perhaps all three trending to being ready to go. It sounded like Booker's situation for USF was almost precautionary, but backs, as we know, can be very, very temperamental. That's going to do it for the latest practice watch along on the YouTube and podcast homes for BamaOnline.com. Travis Schreier thanking you once again for joining us. And of course, you want to keep it locked to BamaOnline.com throughout the week. It's going to be a big recruiting weekend in addition to the game. So Tim Watts, Andrew Bone, Joseph Hastings, myself, Charlie Potter, Clint Lamb, Jimmy Stein, we're going to have you covered from every angle of Alabama Ole Miss. And if you haven't already, how about a subscription to the YouTube channel here for BamaOnline.com? We'd greatly appreciate that. It is fledgling, as they say. We have gotten this channel up and running here in the last few weeks, and it's continuing to grow Thanks to you all. Travis Ryer, thanking you again. Until next time, so long, everybody. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.